Jesus, Man for All Time, Part 5 Jesus' disciples slowly grew to realize the meaning of his claims. They walked with him and talked with him. They saw his miracles. They heard his teachings. One day, after Jesus had spent many months with his disciples, he asked, But whom do but whom say ye that I am? Peter answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. Peter, though he was soon to show that he did not always have the courage of his understanding, was the first of the disciples to recognize the meaning of Jesus' claims claims that were to become the foundation of a new faith. Traditional Judaism saw God as being wholly separate from the universe, who had made everything that was made. To make claims such as Jesus made was either ridiculous, comic, blasphemous, or true. At last, the scribes and the chief priests decided that Jesus's unsettling influence could be put up with no longer. As Jesus's disciple prepared to celebrate the Passover, Judas, perhaps disappointed because Jesus had not become the kind of Messiah who would drive the Romans into the sea, slipped away and agreed to betray Jesus to his enemies for 30 pieces of silver. On the Passover evening, Jesus and his 12 disciples gathered to eat what we know to be their last meal together. No servants were present to perform the usual foot washing and none of the disciples offered to do it for the others. So Jesus rose, took a basin of water and a towel and proceeded to wash his disciples' feet. Whosoever would be great among you, he had often told them, must be your servant. At the table, Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup of wine and offered it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament. That night, John tells us, Jesus also talked about the future. He spoke of going to his father to prepare a place for all who believed in him. He promised that though he was soon to leave them, the Holy Spirit of God would come and live within them. And he said that just as God had sent him into the world, he was sending them out with his message. Afterwards, Jesus went into the, into the garden of Gethsemane to pray. He told his disciples to keep watch. Instead, they fell asleep. Jesus first asked God if it was possible to be spared the death he knew awaited him. But he ended his prayer with these words, with the words, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. As he returned to rejoin the disciples, a mob sent by the chief priests and scribes, armed with clubs and swords, and led by the traitorous disciple Judas entered the garden. Judas identified Jesus by greeting him with a kiss. 
Jesus was tried first by the high priest Caiaphas and then by Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. For the high priest, the charges against Jesus were religious, the crime of blasphemy, of having claimed to share the throne of God. The high priest found him guilty and the mob demanded his death, but the high priest could not impose the death penalty. So Jesus was taken before Pilate. For Pilate, the charges were political. Reports that Jesus had claimed to be king. Though the trial, Jesus spoke scarcely at all. Or rather, through the trial, Jesus spoke scarcely at all. Pilate was no personal enemy of Jesus. And three times he tried to remove himself from the responsibility for passing a death sentence. He tried to pass the trial off to Herod, but Herod only sent Jesus back to Pilate. Pilate then proposed flogging Jesus and releasing him, but the crowd demanded death. Finally, Pilate offered to release Jesus as an act of clemency. Customary at Passover, the crowd demanded that Pilate release instead Barabbas, a murderer then in prison and crucify Jesus. Pilate finally gave in, but he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. So Jesus was mocked, scourged, and crucified.